Mothers, we're so excited to have you on the Mom to Mom podcast today. And our good friend Deanne here is going through a decluttering process in her house right now. Aren't you, Deanne? Yes, yes. <laughs> we are family moving in for a little while. And so we have to make room for a family of five. Wow. And when you're forced to do that, it forces you to declutter. So we thought it would be an awesome thing to have an expert come on today and share these amazing tips with us about decluttering and redecorating with what you have. Welcome to the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast, a show that lifts, encourages, supports, and educates mothers to do their best in their awesome responsibility to raise, teach, and champion the rising generation. Join us as we talk to and answer questions from mothers nationwide about the challenges, heartbreaks, joys, and lessons learned from one mother to another. Our guest today is a mom of three and Lola to two and a half grandbabies. She has lived in Vermont, Utah, and Idaho. She loves all things creative, especially visual hands-on projects. And she enjoys a good book by the fire, don't we all? She has been a stager and redesigner for the last 15 years. And we are pleased to bring Angela Ingo on the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast today. Angela, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I'm happy that I'm here. Oh, and we are too. And Angela is a mom, as I said. And one of the cool things about us moms is that we are not perfect moms. And so I thought it would be fun to break the ice today a little bit with Angela telling us a mothering mishap that happened in her years of parenting. <laughs> Don't we all have those mothering mishaps? So yes, I'll share with you my youngest daughter. She's now 16. I'm guessing it was when she was around four, there was a program that was part of church and they were having to practice on a Saturday in the past. She's done this before. So we, we drove to the church and I just dropped her off because she couldn't really get lost. You know, the church is right there and all the people in the church would be doing the same thing she's doing. I dropped her off and off I went. And I went to a ball game that my son was playing at. That's why I didn't stay with her because I was going to a ball game. And then after a little while, I get this phone call from a phone number I didn't recognize from a lady I didn't know. And she's like, your daughter is right here and she's in the wrong place. Maybe you need to come and pick her up. I'm like <laughs> 15 minutes away. I'm like, oh, what happened? And realize, oh my gosh, I had dropped her off at the wrong church. Now we have different buildings that we do different things at. It happened that the practice that she was having ended up being at a different one. Well, there was another group of children also practicing. So there she was with all these other kids that she had no idea who they were. She walked in, she didn't know what anybody. And I think she was just wandering around. This lady's like, are you lost? <laughs> like my mom left me. <laughs> so you can me probably laugh about it now, right? <laughs> oh, you know. That, she reminds me of this mom remember when you just left me I was oh. able to meet up and sure enough it was okay everything was fine I had to get her to the right place but anyway, I felt really dumb 
Oh, well, we all have those moments, don't we, Deanne? <laughs> Absolutely. And they don't get any better. <laughs> Sorry, I should give you encouragement. Yes, we get over some of those things. <laughs> or we learn from them, right? <laughs> Hopefully we do. Yeah. Uh... One of the amazing reasons we have brought Angela on today is because she is an expert in all things home related as far as design and redesign and staging and stuff like that. And as we're coming into the summer here and kids are coming out of school, we might be looking around our house and it's looking cluttered and we're thinking, oh, I need to do something with this space. And what do I do now? Angela, let's first talk about what are the first steps to decluttering a space in your home? What would you recommend? I'll start with one room. If it's your kids, you want your kids to be part of the process. You could start with their room. Mm. This was always so overwhelming to me with my daughter because it's like you go into the room, it's this big soup. All the things are just mixed together like a big pot. It's not uh -huh. like there's any, anything put in its right category. One of the things that has always helped me then that I suggest to others is when you start in a space, pick one space, and then you go into the room and you bring four boxes with you. These need to be fairly good sized boxes. And if you don't have a box, you can have it be a, a big garbage bag. That just It's something that you can contain the things that are in the space. So you would have these boxes labeled. One is labeled trash. One is labeled donate. One is labeled goes someplace else, and one is labeled file. There's going to be some things that can stay in the room if that's mm -hmm. where they go, but we're trying to get the things out of the room that don't belong there. Mm -hmm. You're going to see that, especially in my daughter's room, everything was mixed up. The clothes were mixed with the papers, mixed with the toys, mixed with garbage, mixed with, you know, mm -hmm. it's very overwhelming. And you walk in and you're like, I don't even know where to start. Just start on one area of the room and go to the left. Start in one space and you go to the left and you pick up something and you decide, is this trash? It goes in the trash. You come up with papers that are your kids' papers from a school activity or art piece they did. Put it in the to file. Mm -hmm. And then you can determine at some point whether you want to keep it or not, unless you know immediately this is trash. Mm -hmm. So as you're going around the room, you're going trash. These clothes are too small. Donate. This is going to be something I don't know what to do with. It goes somewhere else. It doesn't go in this room. So rather than trying to figure out where it goes, put it in the box that says go somewhere else. Mm. Then you can more quickly go through the space without feeling so overwhelmed because everything in the space is going to go in one of those boxes or it stays in that bedroom. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes that's easier to do with your children's room. Now you get into spaces that are like your office or your room, and there's more things to go through that you have an emotional attachment to. Say you're doing a space that's yours. Say it's your bedroom and it's full of all kinds of things that were important to you. You put it in your room so it's safe. It doesn't get mixed up with everybody else's stuff, but your room's overflowing with too many things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to donate things. It's hard to let things go. If you're in a place where it's like, okay, I'm not sure I want to donate this, put it in the, it goes somewhere else. Because what can happen with that is you can be like, okay, I don't have to let it go now, but it doesn't go in my room. It goes somewhere else. And then you put it in the somewhere else box. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is you take all those things that you divided up now 
You take them out of the room and now the only things left in the room are what belong in that room. Then if it's the things that you put in the go somewhere else box and you're like, I can't let that go yet, but there's some things in that box you can put where they go. Then the pieces that you're not ready to let go of yet, you just put in a special bin that says important things for later. <laughs> so that you know that I, I don't have to get rid of it. It doesn't have to go in the trash. It's going to be in an important place in this bin that's labeled and it can go in your storage area that, that you can tackle at another time when you're mm. up to doing that. Now your room's clean, your important things are in a bin and you know that they're going to be able to go through them at some point. My question is how many bins are allowed? <laughs> Poor Deanne is- has been going through her house recently and had a forced situation where she's had to go through and pull out all the storage stuff from her closets and go through everything. So Deanne, you're kind of in this space right now where you're forced to go through these. Do you have any thoughts or tips with what you've learned going through your house right now? This is the second instance we've had to really go through things. And I thought I did pretty well the first time, but it was at a very emotional time for me. We've been married many years. We've been in the house 27 In fact, all of my children gathered over Thanksgiving break to help us start making decisions. That was an emotional weekend for me because my husband and I were both letting go of things that had been important to us and and our family for many, many years. But something I learned from there is you still have the memories Mm. and take a picture of it. If it's important to you, digitize it in some way either scan it or take a picture of it because you don't have to keep the thing to keep the memories. And that is probably the most important thing I've learned in everything that I've been doing the last two purges of my home. (laughs) It then allows you to really keep those memories in a way that's very contained. And then you're not overflowing your home with all the things that have memories. Mm. And it allows you to let someone else have an experience with that item if it's still something you could pass on. That's what we felt. We've enjoyed items. We need to share them with other people. In fact, my husband surprised me and bought me a full organ in 1976. And I've enjoyed it all these years. But with things going on now and in the future of downsizing, I can't take that organ with me. I've sent the word out to all of our children and grandchildren. We're going to be getting rid of this. Anybody want it? One of our grandsons has just got a new home and he says, I'd like it if I can have it. I'll hold on for two more months or three more months till this house is ready. But it's going to someone who has played on it his entire life. And it's oh, important to him. That's meaningful. And that's neat that you can then see it going on to someone else. That's and, important. And, and I so- think that's, you're right, Tamara. If it's special to you, you want it to be special to someone else. Mm-hmm. Angela, I think that's a really good idea to to be able to remember that it's important to share what you've enjoyed with others. I have also found if you've got to the point where you're, you have the box now of the things that are important for you, sometimes it's good to have a trusted companion to help you go through that box Mm. because sometimes it's so overwhelming to try and make those decisions all by yourself. And if you have a trusted person, a good friend, a sister, a daughter, that can step into that with you and talk that through, it really can be so helpful 
so that you feel like you aren't all alone. My mother-in-law and I would do this together. And she said, I can do it when you're with me, but when you're not with me, I can't make all those decisions. There's too much. It's too overwhelming. But when we can talk it through a little bit, it really does help to have a companion to do that with. I love what you guys have kind of brought this together. I love the idea, first of all, of having the four boxes, but then I love the idea of this goes somewhere else. It's important to me, but I don't want to get rid of it. Not having to make that decision all by yourself, talking it through with someone, bringing that friend over and just bouncing ideas. What do you think? Should I get rid of it? I, it's so meaningful to me. How can I do that? I think you're absolutely right. It's some of these things that we're emotionally tied to. It's good to have a sounding board. I love that. I feel like, okay, I can do that then. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, on behalf of all the volunteers here on the podcast, we want to thank those who have donated to help us make this a reality. If you feel like you can help maintaining this podcast, please go to www.americanmothers.org slash donate and give what you can to help us continue the podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners. We're back here with Angela Ingo. Welcome back, Angela. We are so excited to do this second segment that we've been looking forward to, and this is use what you have decorating. Oh my goodness, we all need a little bit of this in our lives. So take us from we've decluttered the space. Now what? How do we get the space pulled together in a way that makes it feel homey and beautiful and that's not breaking our budget? <laughs> you know what's so fun about this? It is so fun that so so many people don't know that you can take the things you have and create this really different environment than what was there before. You always are looking at the things that are out there and these transformations that happen uh, before and afters. And it looks like they went out and you know bought everything new. And of course that's a transformation, but what do I do at my house? How do I do that when I don't have the money to go buy everything and bring it in and have somebody do it all. That's really what I specialize in is helping women recognize there are some specific things you can do that will help you so that you can take what you have and you're not going to have everything you need to make it look the amazing, but you're going to have a number of items. And then the few things that you're missing, we'll just talk a little bit about and you can know what to go purchase on your little wish list when you're ready to buy it. You've cleared the space out. You want to start with one room so it's not overwhelming. Start with one space. Let's say we're going to start with your living area. You've cleaned out all the things that don't belong. You want everything, not only the clutter, but things that just don't belong in there. We want it to be the space that's going to function in a way that is using what the purpose of the room is. Let's say it's a living space. So you're going to have most likely a couch and some chairs it's really great if you have some accessory tables, end tables, or a coffee table, or an ottoman, because usually in a living area, you're going to gather and you're going to talk to people, or you're going to watch TV, or sit around the fire. It's usually a gathering area to be together. So you want to be able to situate the furniture in such a way that you can have a conversation. Now, if you have a couch that's against the wall over here, and you have chairs that are against the wall over there, it's really hard to have a conversation 
So you're going to want to move the furniture so it's closer together. It's easier to talk with a person and be able to hear them and have a nice gathering space. How many feet apart are we talking here, Angela, just so well, that I can visualize it in my mind? Everyone has different sizes of rooms, but mm -hmm. you want to be able to have the couch close enough to the chairs. You pull the couch forward so you even have a little bit of room behind it. Then you can pull the chairs forward. It can be five to six feet, maybe. You want to be able to pull it so that they're close enough that you can talk to each other and feel like you aren't yelling across the room. Mm -hmm. One of the ways that I really like to do that is set it up in a U pattern. So you've got the sofa and then you have a chair on each side. So it's in a U mm -hmm. shape. Then you can mm -hmm. have a conversation across from each other and to the people on the couch. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of that, you can put a little coffee table or an ottoman. And then on the sides of that, you put tables. Tables are so functional. And this is where it's really fun. If you don't have things in that space, maybe you go somewhere else and grab a little table. that's in one of the other rooms and you bring it in, sit it between the chair and the couch so that you can have a place to put a book or a drink or a lamp. Mm. You want to be able to situate the area that way. Now, if it's a bedroom, you want to be able to make the bed the main thing that you focus on when you walk in the door of the bedroom, when you're standing in the doorway, looking at the bedroom, you're looking right at the head of the bed, because that is where you want your eye to be drawn there. That's the main part of the bedroom. So you situate your bed that way and put a nightstand on one side, or if you have two nightstands, you put two of them. So then it creates this nice focal point. Mm. Now in your living space, a lot of times there are natural focal points, the TV or the fireplace. Or if you don't have one, a lot of times people will put just a big piece of art on the wall that can be the focal point. You gather it around the focal point. You gather your seating around it. Does that make sense? If you can put it in a U pattern, so you've got two chairs and a couch, or you can put them across from each other, a couch and two chairs across from each other, but not lined up against the walls, a little bit more pulled into the room depending on the size you have available in your space. Mm -hmm. All right. The next thing you would want to do is the thing that's going to help furniture feel more inviting and more comfortable are throw pillows. Mm -hmm. Now, some of you may have throw pillows and some of you may not, but if you can go around the house and gather any pillows that you have that aren't ones that you sleep on that are like any kind of throw pillows that are from other bedrooms or other rooms, bring them into this space and you put two or three on a couch, one on each chair. And if you don't have any throw pillows, this is something that could be on your wish list that you could go out and purchase that when you buy a throw pillow, you can, you can get great throw pillows at Home Goods. That's one of my favorite places to buy them. TJ Maxx has them, the at-home store. Those are national brands. And you can buy them fairly inexpensive, $20 for a pillow. $25. So that could be something that if you don't have them, or if you do, they're looking a little flat and squished. You, that's one of the things that's going to help your furniture and your room feel more lifted. So pillows. I like the idea of having pillows, Angela. Sorry, interrupting. I'm not very tall. And so when I sit on a couch and there's a pillow that I can put behind me, I feel more comfortable because my knees can at least go over the couch at that point without making me feel like I'm a 
three-year-old trying to figure out what to do with my feet when they're (laughs) not quite over. You know what I'm saying? Many people think pillows are not necessary, but some people appreciate those pillows. Yes, they're very functional for some of us. Yeah, they're very functional. And a lot of times men don't overly love pillows. Women love pillows more than men. Part of the reason why pillows are so important is because it creates a softer, fresher, cozier environment. It's a good way to refresh. Your couch looks a little dated or a little more loved or more used and you can't replace it. But if you get a few fresh new pillows with a throw, you just put the throw over it. All of a sudden the couch looks way better. But it's a good way to bring in a refresher to the room. So pillows are wonderful that way. I was just going to make a total offhand comment. They also make great imagination things for kids because my pillows always ended up on the floor, especially when I had little kids. It was like, oh, the floor is hot lava, throw mom's pillows and we're jumping from pillow to pillow. And I know that's not the intent of the pillows, but they sure make great playthings. They are multi-purpose pillows. So just bear that in mind that if you have a beautiful pillow and young children, they might not mix very well together. <laughs> you that beautiful pillow that's importantly more expensive in a different spot and buy the ones that are less expensive than you be jumped on. Sorry, that's the practical mom here speaking. (laughs) Keep going. You're on pillows. All right. So you've situated the room. So it's laid out the way it functions for you. And you have arranged it in a conversation area. You've added some throw pillows. The next thing that really makes a difference is lighting. And the way you can create different lighting in a space is by adding lamps. I've been in many people's houses that have a lamp here or a lamp there, and they rarely turn them on. Now, if you can gather a few lamps from around your house and bring them into that one space and turn them on whenever you're in that space, if you turn the lamps on in that space, the environment changes Mm. and you have now created this totally different feel in the space than you had before. And it was just from lamps. Mm. So If you take three lamps and you put them in a triangle pattern in a room and you turn them on, you have this completely different feel than if you're in the room and have the overhead light on in the space. Mm. So lamps, they really are a big deal. And one thing I can tell you quick about lamps, you want to be sure you have warm white lights instead of daylight in your lamps because daylight bulbs give you a blue cast and it's not a calming, comfortable feel. It's better to have those in a bathroom or laundry room so you can see really clearly. Okay, then the last thing I would say that helps you to be able to make your room feel uplifted and refreshed is find some plants. Look around your house. See if you have any plants. They can be real or they can be fake. Bringing them into the space, adding some greenery or some natural elements to the space makes it feel so much more inviting. It really is interesting. If you look at a certain spot and you don't have a plant and then you put one there, just notice what a big difference it makes. You can go out and you know trim things off your tree. You can put twigs in a basket. You can put flowers. If you have some growing in your yard, you can clip a few and put them in. I tend to like artificial because they're just there. I don't have to worry about them. Keeps it simple, right? It keeps it simple for me. <laughs> But adding some kind of natural elements in the space, all of a sudden, your room feels so much better than it did before. 
So I like to shop the house. So go around the house and see if you can find plants anywhere else in the house because you're focusing on this one room. If you don't have any plants, then you just want to put that on your wish list. When I'm ready to go purchase something, you can know what to get. Same with the lamp. Okay, I want that lamp that was in my master bedroom to go back in my master bedroom. So I need one for the living room. That can go on your wish list of what you need to purchase when you're ready to purchase it. Mm. And you know what's interesting, Angela? I love that you're giving us all these unique pieces. <clears throat> and especially with it being summertime, you know, if, if you're on a pretty strict budget, check classified ads, check thrift stores, check uh, garage sales. Oh, wow. Yes. Right? So many I mean, things you can find for so inexpensive. And yeah. it's so fun. It's like, look what I found. And you make a big difference in your space. If you don't have any end tables, that's a really great thing to look for in yard sales and also at um, thrift stores. You can get them so much more inexpensive. Sometimes, something our children have done is they've gone to thrift stores, found something they really like, but it wasn't the color they liked. So they took it home and prepped it and painted it. If it's not exactly what you want, you have the opportunity to change it, to make it what you want. Paint is a beautiful thing. (laughs) (laughs) And spray paint is great. I can't even tell you how many frames I've spray painted the outside of. I've done furniture before. You can totally transform something that looks old and dated with a great can of spray paint. (laughs) That's fantastic. So just doing those few things, your space is going to feel so different than it did before. And let me tell you, your children will come into the space and they'll be like, mom, this feels so good. And they want to come and hang out in that space. I've had so many people that we've done this for. And they're like, my kids were never in this room before. And now they're always hanging out in there. It's amazing how just changing these few little things, making a conversation area so that you're not yelling across the room, adding uh, tables and lamps and greenery. It just makes it feel more inviting. Thank you so much for doing that, Angela. And I know you have something on your website where people can download this kind of basic information for free. Would you mind telling us where they can find that? Yes. If you go to AngelaIngoHome.com, there is a download that has three things that you can quickly do to refresh your space. And it gives you some visuals and some written out pieces on this download that you can just use to help you be able to start with some ways to make your space feel better. And they can also find you on your website, Angela Ingo, and that's I-N-G-O home.com. Is that right? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Angela Ingo home. Also, I have many tips on there that I have given, or you can just go back and look at all of them. The highlights have tons of tips. Lots of uh, free info to help you be able to know what things to do that maybe you didn't know how to do. And lots of befores and afters. Because <laughs> <of befores>, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it motivates us to see others, people's successes. You're like, oh, well, maybe I can do it too. So wonderful. Thank you, Angela, for coming on today, for sharing your wisdom, for helping us wrap our brains around, okay, how can I make my space more inviting for my family, for myself, for my children? How can I get them involved in this and decluttering? This has been so helpful. You're welcome. It's so fun for me to talk about these things. They're like, that's my favorite. And it's so fun because you get such satisfaction when you do something at your own house that you can step back and be, 
look what I did. It just feels so good to help people know that they really can make a difference using their own stuff. They don't have to feel concerned about it. You give them some points to follow to make it easy. I think a lot of us, when we start thinking about something like that, I don't know where to start. I'm overwhelmed. So thank you for some very simple step-by-step ideas of what we can do to improve our own homes. Thank you, Angela. You're welcome. Thanks for asking me. Thanks, Angela. We appreciate our listeners and we encourage you to share the podcast with your friends, invite them to join with us each week as we share ideas and answer questions the mothers have sent us. All right, ladies, we're to another favorite part of the podcast, the mom hacks. Deanne, take it away. A favorite saying is a mother's example is the best teaching tool in a home. And as a mother, that felt like a real heavy weight for me because I felt I had to be perfect in everything I did. But that isn't true. And we know that we're not perfect. And we learn every day because every day is a new circumstance, a new experience. We don't have to know it all, but we have to be open to learn along the way. I also think an important thing is we are mothers and we have this innate ability within us to know our children their personalities and their needs. Trust yourself as a mother Hmm. and trust your inner feelings. Don't second guess them. You do that first heartfelt thing that you need to do is the right thing to do. Mm. Yeah. Trust your mothering gut. So many times I think as a mother, it's so funny. You'll feel like, oh, I need to do this. And there's no logical reason why only that you feel it's the right thing to do and we've got to trust that it's it's, they call it motherly intuition for a reason right i think it's important that we not second guess ourselves if we feel it's something that needs to happen for one of our children or that we need to set out and lead by example and this child needs help with decluttering I better set the example. This is how mom declutters. Maybe we can help you apply it as well. Do you know what I mean? Perfectly. Yeah. So we'll be able to know how to best help each of our children with the challenges that they're facing. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Deanne. Do you have a child that doesn't like to read or has a problem reading? Next week, we will be sharing stories and ideas for our listeners on how they help their children develop the desire to read or how they learn to love reading. Moms are the best support system for their children and for other moms. Join us next week to hear these great ideas about helping your child read. My name is October Allen. I am the 2022 Mother of the Year for the state of Minnesota. I'm a perfectionist. I like expectation. I like knowing what I'm walking into. Initially, when I was a young mother, I thought that I could mold my children into who I wanted them to be. I wanted my daughter to be a school teacher and I wanted my son to be in the military. And the more I pushed for that, the more resistance I got. When I surrendered and accepted them for who they were and their giftings, and I truly got to know who they were, I felt this peace. Now, as they get a little bit older, I'm finding that I would have stifled their abilities if I would have tried to mold them in who I wanted them to be. And now they are happy and healthy and wonderful I'm so grateful that I learned that midway parenting. (laughs) 
Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of mom-to-mom encouragement. We understand that being a mother can be overwhelming, but we hope that you found something useful you can apply to your own life. We invite you to share this episode with a friend who might also enjoy the message. The mission of American Mothers is to support mothers, empowering them to positively impact their families and communities. We want each one of you to discover and share your innate, inherent, and natural abilities to bless your children and others. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the American Mothers mom to mom podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of American Mothers Incorporated, its members or employees. AMI is not responsible for, nor does it verify the accuracy of the information contained in the podcast, nor does the series constitute any professional advice or services. We look forward to visiting with you one mom to another next week. Until then, just do your best at mothering and remember you're not alone. You've got an army of mothers all around you cheering you on.